This is Mentor Moment number eight, Moderating Classroom Incivilities. This is a series of podcasts based upon the book we give new faculty at orientation here at Truman. The book is Advice for New Faculty by Robert Boyce, who was a faculty development officer for over 35 years. He did research on what distinguishes new faculty who go on to be successful from new faculty who do not go on to be successful in the academy. And he found that there were eight behaviors that successful faculty, those he called exemplars, engage in. Boyce postulated that if he helped all new faculty act on these principles, many more could be successful. And that's what he did find to be true over the course of his uh, research. So since we don't want our new faculty to be successful just by trial and error, by happenstance, and we don't want them to be mystified about the career, Let's help them think about the eight pieces of advice that form the framework for the book, Advice for New Faculty. This is Mentor Moment number eight, and it's based upon chapter eight in the book, Advice for New Faculty. In the first week of classes, you may want to be sensitive to the surprise of your new faculty mentee over any classroom incivilities he or she may be experiencing. This is another dirty little secret, I often say, of the academy. We we don't really suffer from too many serious discipline problems, but we do have our share of garden variety classroom incivilities, and often new faculty are not prepared for that. So you you may have to probe a little bit to get them to talk about it. In his book, Advice for New Faculty Members, Robert Boyce defines moderate and common classroom incivilities to include, and there's a nice list of them on pages 85 to 86, so you can, that might be a good place to start with your mentee, but here's a list of some things we're talking about. Common classroom incivilities. One, absenteeism. You know, you can sometimes see the pattern emerge right there at the beginning of the semester. Another classroom incivility is tardiness. When there's not a reason behind it, like they're coming from Barnett to Ophelia Parish in back-to-back classes. You know, there's always something like that happening too, but you know the ones I'm talking about. The hardened criminal tardies, that's what we're talking about. Um, The third classroom incivility that Boyce notes is serious talking out of turn or I think more commonly talking over others. You know those students who just have got to hog the floor. And then there are those loud gestures or movements that are designed to get attention. Um, Sometimes that could be slamming books or slamming notebooks. The um, very obvious packing up early signaling like that. And one thing that I have noticed in classroom observations at Truman is the infamous slouching in the seat and rolling the eyes heavenward. And then, of course, a serious classroom incivility is cheating. So that first week or two of class, the first week in particular, you might want to be sensitive in case your mentee is experiencing any of these things and too embarrassed to bring them up. Across field and laboratory studies, it has been found that classroom incivilities 
begin during the first few days of class. They actually can be traced usually to the first and second class sessions. This is that testing the boundaries behavior that's so familiar to experienced teachers. Exemplary novice faculty experienced three or fewer incidents of classroom incivility during their first three meetings. And then the number of incidents declined even from that low level as the term progressed. On the other hand, poor starters experienced more than six incidents of classroom incivility during their first three class meetings. So it doesn't take very many incidents, but we're already at double the number than were experienced by the exemplars. This rate, six incidents in three class meetings, was unfortunately sustained throughout the whole term. Okay, so we know this is happening. We can document that. But Boyce then asks the next logical question. His question is, on page 93, did the higher levels of incivilities in the classrooms of struggling novices really affect students? And the answer from classroom observational research is yes. Student focus in the course is decreased, and student learning, as measured by tests of comprehension of concepts, is significantly adversely affected. Okay, so it's not just about the teacher, it's about the students as well. We know higher levels of incivilities affect instructors. We've felt that. Teachers with higher levels of classroom incivilities also, though, receive lower ratings on student evaluations of teaching. So it doesn't just feel bad, it gets reported as bad. Across all kinds of different rating instruments, Boyce reports this on page 91, across all different kinds of rating instruments, teachers who suffered more classroom incivilities received especially low marks on these kinds of items. Worth of the teaching or whatever the global response item is. Pacing. Student understanding. Clarity and organization. And student participation or involvement. So, classroom incivilities are not harmless. They affect student learning. They affect instructor feelings and they affect instructor evaluations. Okay, this all has a ring of familiarity to it, but what may not be so familiar are some of the other findings from the research about how successful novice and successful experienced faculty prevented classroom incivilities. And that's really where your role with your, your mentee is going to come in handy. There's no reason to live life in the classroom like this. There are some things that can be done to prevent classroom incivilities. According to the research acknowledged by Boyce, faculty who encounter the fewest incivilities do these things, and they're listed on page 87 to 88. Faculty who encounter the fewest incivilities use positive motivators. 
they coach student responses into better answers. They don't just keep cherry-picking around the room till they get someone who whole hog can, can articulate the right answer. They coach the student response they do get uh, into the right answer. Successful faculty with very low levels of incivilities walk around the classroom. They're not tethered. They engage in eye contact with all students, or if it's a huge class, which some of his research was about thousand-person classes, which we don't have. Um, if you can't make eye contact with all students, at least a great variety of students. Now at Truman, I don't really know of any place where you shouldn't be able to make eye, con eye contact with all students, but isn't it funny? Some, such a simple thing as that yields dramatically decreased levels of classroom incivility. Another simple thing that helps um, have lower levels of incivility, smile. And then the last thing that he noted about uh, faculty who had low levels of classroom incivility was that they actually talked with students outside of class in a friendly and truly communicative way, really talking about something of substance. Okay, so if those are the things that faculty who enjoy a relatively free, a classroom relatively free of incivilities, that's what they do, then what do the faculty do who are suffering with these higher level of incivilities do? Okay, here are the things that he lists on pages 86 and 87 that um, are correlated with high levels of incivility faculty who alienate themselves from students by making lots of negative comments, faculty who distance themselves from students by speed reading kind of non-involving lectures, faculty who project stiff and unsmiling body language, faculty who use tests, quizzes, and grades as surprise tactics, you know, the infamous pop quiz because nobody's coming, that kind of thing and faculty who talk with students outside of class rarely or in just a perfunctory or automatic kind of way. As a mentor to new faculty, you might want to visit with your mentee about adopting some of the simpler strategies to prevent classroom incivilities. Move around the classroom, the lab, or the studio. Walk toward students who are asking a question. If you've got a piano studio, a music studio, or you know something, um, turn and lean toward the student as he or she asks a question. Keep your eyes on the students as much as you can, not on your notes, your blackboard, your work, your music, your PowerPoint screen. Keep your eyes on as many students as possible, and in, in as many places in the room as possible, so there doesn't appear to be a kind of a safe row or a safe. Uh, keyboard or a safe section of the classroom where improper behavior is condoned because it isn't noticed. And the most important and really the easiest one of all is to smile and practice open body language. These practices have been shown to be effective in moderating classroom incivilities and that will help your new faculty mentee enjoy life in the classroom. Mentor moment number eight, moderating classroom incivilities.